We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very, very important episode of the VMNBA show. Your boy, Nick the Lamb here in the host position. Joining me, as always, my backcourt mate, the uh, the the one half of my Splash Brother, the VM Splash Brother, Imp. What's good? Imp looking crazy with this new haircut, though, dog. Yeah, man, I shaved the head. Team team shaved head. I'm, I'm with Tim now. It's so amazing. I wake up in the morning. I don't have to worry about anything. I go to bed at night. I don't have to worry about anything. It's truly a blessing. And it's summertime. It's hot. When the wind blows, I don't worry. It's it's honestly great. And I feel like I'm in high school again because this is the hairstyle I had when I was younger. So I feel younger, less stress. It's just a, it's been great, honestly. I, I recommend shaving your head. Also joining us <laughs> is uh the 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 shiny bean of one Timper Trop, where I could see it just glistening off the top of your head. That light behind you is just so phenomenal. This this particular room, every time I'm on this uh, on this computer where I'm sitting, I got a light right on top of me. It's like a, it's like a bowl, it looks like a bowling ball, like rolls around. As someone without hair, I'm jealous of people with hair, but it, it is much easier. It's maintenance. It's maintenance free. Maintenance free is right. Yo, are you are you are you sitting this time? Because the last time I was I at am. your house, I was like, dude, do you stand every time we do this? I do. I usually stand, but today I've been standing a lot, so I decided to sit down tonight. Yo, you usually, yo, standing at my computer desk has made my life 9,000% better. Uh, yo, I got a standing desk at work. It's awesome. It really is great. You sit on the, I sit on the train for 45 minutes on the way to work. I sleep all night. 
well, standing up for a couple hours at work's not bad. And you get to dance around, burn some calories. It's pretty good. <laughs> I see. Well, you see, for me, it's completely different since I'm standing the whole time for like five hours and your boy is slipping these eggs. And if you know how we feel about eggs. Flip, flip. Eggs for, we'll save it for another time. All right, let's get into it because we've stalled enough. And I know you guys want to hear about the, one of the most, guys, I have a lot of hot takes on this episode. Tim, I think me and you are going to switch nicknames for this one in particular because I'm coming in hot, steaming hot. And I think game five, ladies and gentlemen, of this NBA Finals it's going to go down as one of the most important, significant, devastating, crucial. Uh, Tim, you're a teacher. Any other adjective that I'm missing to describe this? Um, depends on what the next word you're going to say is. I mean, you know, just from like the opening words that I just mentioned, I think this is a monumental game. Fantabulous. It's going to impact the future of the NBA going forward over the next handful of years. Amp, how do you feel about that take, man? Right off the bat, how do you just feel about Game Five? It sucks. Tim, in, uh, in one one sentence or less before we get into the, the meaty part. Yeah, it sucks. Hot, is my answer. One sentence is it possibly the most game changing timeout of all time. Ooh, that's, oh. the timeout! The timeout. You went the timeout. I went the injury. Yeah, I was kind of going. I was kind of going for the injury, man, because I think we should start off with Kevin Durant. That's the biggest talking point right now. And look, I'm going to leave the the free agency stuff aside. And I think before we really dive into what Game Five was all about, and you know the X's and O's and the box scores and whatnot, and how we felt about the back and forth, fellas, Tim, particular, particularly you. Um, any sympathy for KD, man? You've been KD's biggest critic, especially him joining the Warriors. And you know me, guys. Anytime I get a chance to tie wrestling into anything sports-related, I will. And it seems like last night was a big, big face turn for one Kevin Durant. It seems like it's very rare on social media in particular that everyone kind of agrees on something. And it seemed like everyone was feeling bad, truly felt sorry for Kevin Durant yesterday. Except, sorry to cut you off, except for the fucking fans there in Toronto. So, I mean, at, at least at the start, before the Raptors players had to tell them to change that tone, at the start they were waving and, and cheering, and it wasn't cool, man. Honestly, that wasn't cool at all. Let's, right. let's keep it real. All right. So I, I know exactly how this podcast is going to go, guys. It's going to be going all over the place because I wanted to get to the fans. But let's get to it right now. I think we need to be – look, I feel you, right? And I'm not going to lie to you guys. In my past time, anytime like LaShawn McCoy would pull up hobbling, I'd be a little excited when he was running for 200 yards against the Giants. That was, I guess that was me being immature and not realizing how significant some of these injuries are for players. With that being said, is it fair to say that the entire city of Toronto and all of Canada is classless because of 100, 200 people being absolutely tanked off Molson triple X's and because of a handful of idiots that were waving? Like, I think that's kind of a little too much. We, we can't just characterize, oh, yeah, categorize an entire city or entire population. Man, one, one, I know we're on our podcast here, but one, po- one thing that I listen to on Joe, the Joe Rogan podcast when I do listen to that is these virtue warriors, right? Everyone wants to be uh, the most virtuous person on Twitter. Honestly, yo, shout, yo, Kevin Durant, 
he he took a risk. And if you follow Dr. David J. Chow, MD, at ProFootballDoc on Twitter, he talks about injuries. And he's been calling this Kevin Durant injury an Achilles injury since the beginning. He said that they're treating it like an Achilles injury. If you look at where the ice is, it's, it's positioned at an Achilles injury. If you look at what he's doing for rehab, he's rehabbing an Achilles injury. And although he said it wasn't uh, it wasn't really off the cuff to return when he did, that he was highly risking injury. And, you know, Kevin Durant's a grown man, and they have a, a staff there that told him that he was all right to play, and he made the decision to play. And Kawhi Leonard made that made the opposite decision last year. And look where he is this year, right? And, and look, everyone acting like this is the funeral for Kevin Durant, it, it really feels like a funeral because at a funeral – Everyone who used to talk shit about you comes in and buys you flowers and everyone is he's he was the nicest guy in the world. No one ever has a problem with you at your funeral. Right. That's what it feels like with Kevin Durant, that people are like eulogizing him for some reason. And look, I never root for an injury for a person, but the dude's a grown man and, and he knew the risk he was taking. And shout out to him for wanting to be for his team like that. But don't act like he's dead. He's not dead. He'll be fine. Um, you know, Nick, Nick sent us something in the chat where people have come come back from this injury before and been just as dominant. So don't act like he's done forever. He's not done forever. And that's, you, you know. Do you think that him wanting to come back and play has anything to do with how harshly he's criticized by the media? Like, I mean, look, sometimes he, sometimes he serves it up to himself, right? Let's be very clear. He's has burner accounts, right? Like how many professional athletes have got caught with burner accounts? I can't think of one. So he's the only one. And so sometimes he sets us hit. Sometimes he sets himself up for these kinds of things. But at the same time, I also feel like he does receive some unfair criticism at times. And I wonder, and we all know how sensitive he is to the media, to the fans, et cetera, uh, even to other players in the league. And so, you know, I, I wonder if this was kind of him trying to like, you know, kind of like have thick skin and like, you know what? I'm a battle through. I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a warrior. Right, that was cool. That was. Um, and 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 kind of fight this out, and and I guess it's got it's kind of it's kind of bit him in the ass. But if he's um, doing it for if he's doing it for his legacy, and he's doing it for the people who don't like that are going to talk shit about him otherwise. Then is it a thick skin move or is it another thin skin move? Playing, like if you're doing it for, for the, the wrong reason around you rather than you, if he's doing it to 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 support his team and win a championship, that's a whole different story. But if he's doing it because of that, because his legacy is on the line, and because like people might talk about him, that's that's more thin skin than anything. I mean, to be very honest, though, those two go hand in hand because if he doesn't play, there's no chance that they win the championship, right? And so he, they kind of, they're kind of, they piggyback off of each other. His legacy is tied to their team success and vice versa. It's not like they were up three one, and he's like. Eh, you know what? I'm gonna play because that's definitely not the case. I'm sure he wouldn't have played if they were up three one. You know, but they were down three one. So I think it says a lot about him. It's unfortunate, dude. Um, I, I think uh, Nick, we're gonna say something. Yeah. So I think that a lot of comments were made from players on Golden State, and they're like, "Yo, man, it sucks that he's not out here. We're frustrated he's not out here." And I don't think it was frustration with Durant. What I think it was was. Damn, son, we're going into the NBA Finals. We had no injury concern all season long. And one thing I want to point out is, you know, I went on a Twitter thread and I pointed out that, yo, you know what, man? I have no sympathy for the Warriors. This was prior to, this is like after game, this is after game three. I'm like, yo, I don't feel bad for the Warriors being injured right now because, dude, go back to their history, guys. 2015, right? Conley gets hurt. 
right? I'm not, I'm not saying the Grizzlies were going to beat them, but then Tony Allen goes down. In the NBA Finals, the Cavs were without Kevin Love. Kyrie Irving goes down in the first quarter or in the first game. So it's LeBron and Della Dova who had to get rushed to an ER after game three because he played like 28 minutes. This was a career high. And that's who LeBron James's second best player was, right? 2016, they run up against a team with no issues. They're all healthy. Sure, you have the Draymond suspension. I get that. They lose the series. 2017, uh, I think 2017, they had no... No, no, no. That was that was last year. No, oh, Chris no, Paul. There you go. Right. Oh, no. 2017, Kawhi. Kawhi yeah, goes down. Kawhi, there you go. Western Conference right. Finals. They're down 23. They're getting pummeled. Kawhi is running ape shit against them. He's locking down Durant. Right? Kawhi gets down. Bam. Warriors come back. They sweep. They sweep the Spurs. I believe it was a sweep. Right? Ironically, last year, the injury that was that basically made it so that Kawhi Leonard had to leave the Spurs and go to the Raptors, who were about to beat them in the championship. Yeah, <laughs> it's a full circle. Yeah, Kawhi, it's, it's, <laughs> Kawhi the dynasty killer. Yeah, he, he might kill three dynasties: the Spurs, the Heat, and the and the Warriors. All right, <laughs> but but then all right. So let, let's go over to last year, Tim. You mentioned Chris Paul. Chris Paul goes out. They're up three two in the series. The Rockets. Warriors come back and they win that. And then you look at this year. Right, it's like, yo, you've you. One of the reasons why you've won all these championships is that you haven't had no no devastating injury at a bad time. And I think one of the reasons why all these Warrior players were so frustrated was because it was like, yo, man, why does this have to happen now? And then I don't think it was shots at KD like testing his manhood and testing him being a team player and whatnot. Because the way those guys reacted when he got hurt, bro, they felt that shit. Because if you guys watch Doris Burke when she's interviewing Steph, he even stopped himself. He's like. Yo, I'm at emotional right now. I'm going through so many emotions. He was tearing up. Yeah, man, dude. Even Bob, even Bob Myers was tearing up. The 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 president of basketball operation or the GM. I don't know, I don't know if he's the GM or the president of he's basketball. He's the GM. He's the GM. Bob he's Myers is the GM. He was crying. Uh, well, pretty close to damn crying. Um, it's emotional, and you can only imagine how Bob Myers feels because, you know, he he's like, look, if anyone gets the blame, put it on me. But they got second and third opinions, you know. That's it's, it's nothing you could do, man. Do you think at, at any point they misdiag not misdiagnosed because these guys get paid handsomely to diagnose these kind of injuries? But Tim, do you think is there? A, uh, I'm gonna get you going right now, Tim. You're a big conspiracy guy. Do you think at any point they, they didn't want to admit that it was an Achilles? They wanted to yes, just. I do. I I really think that this injury was either misdiagnosed because I've been following this the pro football doc on Twitter this whole time, and he's been talking about an Achilles injury for weeks. And he's been going into, if you go down his timeline, it's literally Kevin Durant. And it's all about how he was exposing the fact that this is a, this is an Achilles injury for weeks. And I, I refuse to think that the staff at Golden State was that, um, you know, Naive. inept, inept at their job. You know, like they knew what they were doing, either that or they really didn't misdiagnose him. But I, I think there might be something more than meets the eye here. I really do. I, I don't think they were being truthful with us. Yo, you want to hear something crazy now, by the way? I just read a tweet from Shannon Sharp, who's kind of plugged into KD. Not many guys are plugged into KD, but supposedly Durant flew to New York City for an MRI. Um, and 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 then he, he tweeted, what, are there no MRI facilities in California? Like, And then he's kind of wondering like, if Durant even trusts the Warriors anymore. If he didn't get a second opinion, he damn well should have. Like, I, it's, it's a big mess right now, for sure. That that's gonna be an interesting storyline to follow because if KD was deliberately given the wrong information about his injury, then that's some that that might get yeah. to court, man. That's and, some beyond yeah. shit. That's some like some real beyond shit. 
And yeah, for sure. And it's crazy because everyone sees these videos of him like dunking and pregame and shooting threes. It's like, yo, warming up and 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 taking jump shots in practice and catching alley oops with no one guarding you is completely different than uh, an all pro like Kawhi Leonard, best defender in the league, guarding you. Um, you know, from both ends of the court. It's 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 obviously not the same thing. And it's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens in July. Three for three from three. At, at the time when he got injured, too, was absolutely oh, dominating the game. You're watching that first quarter. You're like, oh. Yeah. This oh, is yeah. unusual. Here we go. Here, yeah. Here's oh, three yeah. Straight. Here's three straight for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it kind of they, they came out guns blazing. I think that the whole the whole vibe of the team really got elevated. They played lights out. Clay played well. Draymond, they, the whole team played well in that first quarter. And they were up. They were up like double digits. Yeah. And it seemed like. Damn, son, they're really just going to go Golden State Warriors on them and just run them out the building. But the only problem I did have, and I, I remember I'm watching the game with my pops, and I told him, I don't like that when I believe it was Mike Breen or Jeff Van Gundy. If you guys know exactly who it was that said this, feel free to chime in and correct me. But they said, oh, Steve Kerr says there's no minute minute restriction on KD. It's like, hold on, man. Dude, this guy hasn't played in a month, and he's not coming into uh, – a Tuesday night game against the Wizards at home. It's like, bro, you're playing. You're in a must win on the road game seven. Uh, sorry, basically a game seven. You have to win or else your season's over, right? Yeah. It, your back's against the wall and you're playing arguably the best basketball player in the world right now in Kawhi Leonard. And it's a lot, dude. And, you know, I felt this when I tore my ACL guys where my calf would get tight. My quad would get tight. My hamstring would get twi- uh, tight. My my ankle would swell up because the rest of my leg had to compensate for my knee until that got 100%. And that's exactly what happened. And, dude, he played 12 of the first 14 minutes. They kind of were like, yo, it was like, uh, Tim, who They're was the running back his rookie year that got like 38 carries a game that y- you and uh, Broda always hated? Wasn't it Melvin Gordon, I think? It was like the volume. Like he would get like mad touches, but he wouldn't produce. Oh, yeah, Melvin Gordon early in his career. Yeah, yeah it's like Melvin Gordon would get 30 carries, 68 yards, and a touchdown. And it's like, word, yo, word, word. It's, it was as if they were running Durant to the ground. And I, I think that was mishandled more yeah. than anything. Uh, one underrated storyline in this game was Steve Kerr was uh, he was not coaching well. And he there was a, a numerous times where I think Steve Kerr like almost forgot how to lose. Because there was times where he should have called a timeout that he kind of let the momentum keep going in the favor of the Raptors. Um, when the Raptors ended up calling that timeout that we're going to talk about later, Golden State should have called a timeout the possession before and stopped that in its tracks. And the Raptors just did them a favor by doing that. And this is another thing that he mismanaged. I agree with you. He shouldn't have been on the... F- <laughs> Whoa, sorry about that. He, he, sh- <laughs> he shouldn't have been on the floor that long. It, it's it, It's foolish to play him for 12 minutes out of 14 right when he comes back from almost a month out that's it's foolish yeah and also you know there were mixed reports on how he looked at pregame on friday prior to the game on friday you know so look it's it's super unfortunate and i think this is a good pivot into what what does this mean for durant going forward guys let's not kid ourselves when i saw that happen i was like damn of course the biggest the biggest, selfishly as a Knicks fan, the biggest summer for the Knicks in a very, very long time. All signs, every big name in the industry 
had him penciled in going to the Knicks or to the Nets, but more so the Knicks. You know, he has ties with uh, his agent, Rich Kleiman, is a big Knicks guy too. So everything was pointing to him coming to the Knicks. The Knicks get the worst record. They changed the NBA lottery. Guys, and Achilles and lottery balls have really ruined the Knicks franchise once again. I actually am pretty happy about this. Um, I, oh, I don't boy. I don't root for injuries, but... You, you need to... You, you I mean, of, didn't didn't Kevin Durant just get much easier to sign? Didn't his... Didn't uh, his didn't his I, demand around the league just get a little bit less? And and what are, are we going to contend next year? No, sign him, give him the year off, let him heal. We'll see you in twenty twenty one. I I I think that the Knicks just became even more favorite to get Kevin Durant no. now that he's injured. Because who's going to take a chance on giving him a, a a big deal besides the Knicks? I think out of the goodness of their heart. I mean, I think they probably would have tried to do this anyway. But I think he opts into the player option, gets paid sits and then golden state offers them a max golfers them a max and draymond walks the following year Dog. like yeah right? you're looking at my notes fam did you write that <laughs> word for word Let's i also i did a little twist too i also think that what they might do as because bob myers is really gonna take this on the chin that's what, that's what i'm saying that's everybody saying. felt like shit for this because you know they were saying yo man you need to come back because we need you right and he gets hurt like that, and he's going to lose out on millions of dollars. And I think one of two things happens. And Tim, tell me how you feel about this. I think he either opts in for $30.1 million, doesn't play all the next year, right? They pay him. Or they make him opt out, and they guarantee him, yo, you're going to get the max five-year deal. I think if it comes you, out to like, you sign, it. you sign with us, right? Sit out the, the first year, whatever. It was our fuck up. Come back and come back the next year. And it's important to note that he's going to have this summer off. He's not playing next year. He's not playing next year, and then he's going to have next summer off too. So he's really going to have 18 months almost, 18 months, guys, of full recovery to come back. And I have a list over here. Tim, do you want to give your take before I re read off the list of I notable guys? That, I mean, you guys are thinking logically, and I get where you're coming from, but I think that Kevin Durant is such a good player that I don't think that a year-long Achilles injury affects his free agency whatsoever. I still think that everyone who was bidding for Kevin Durant is still going to give Kevin Durant a max contract for the max amount of years they could give him, and they're going to want to sign him up. Whether that's the Knicks, whether that's the Warriors, I don't. This, I, I think because your your guy's scenario is he's missing out on money elsewhere, therefore he's going to sign the player extension. I don't think that he's missing out on money elsewhere. No, we're not saying that he's missing. No, 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 we're not saying he's missing out on money elsewhere. We're saying I think the Warriors, out of the kindness of their yes, heart, like a sympathy. Yes. Like a sympathy bang. They're going to be like, damn, and son. Don't get it twisted. They want to sign him either way. But Correct. the fact that, you know, it's... it's. And I, I don't think that has changed because I think the Knicks... I don't think the Knicks' desire to sign Kevin Durant has gone down one iota. What about other teams? Same um, thing? I, I, I would say the same. For me, I wouldn't have a problem. Well, I, I disagree in the sense of that if you're a team like the Knicks, you can afford to wait a season. If you're a team like... Uh, I don't know, Nick. Give me a team that could sign. Well, yeah, I mean, but they're. I guess you, you, I'm just saying. You're talking about like a team that can't contend right away. Where like the Clippers probably would stay away because the Clippers can could realistically contend next, contend next year with like a Kawhi or yes, that's a, another name like that. Yeah, I hear you. All right, look, Rudy Gay, Anderson Varejao, Brandon Jennings, Kobe Bryant, Wes Matthews, Dominique Wilkins. I'm sorry if there's been other players that have torn their Achilles. I apologize, but those are the names that I've 
did some research on that are notable names. Here's the one thing I do know. Dominique Wilkins tore his Achilles in I have the I have the post right here. Shout out to uh Tommy Beer. Dominique tore his Achilles on January 28th, 1992. He was 32 years old. He returned on opening night the next season, November 6th, 1992. Dropped 30 versus the Knicks. Of course it was against the Knicks, by the way. Uh in 70 games that he started in 92-93, he averaged 29.9 points, 6.8 rebounds per game, and 3.2 assists per night. Here's the only reason why I'm bringing that up. Guys, the advancement in medicine and technology and physical therapy and all that good shit and the sneakers are better. Shit, fucking Larry Bird used to play in Converse, right? So you know the sneakers are better, the shoes are better, right? The They're not traveling on charter flights and commercial flights they have private flights and shit i think kevin durant's gonna be fine because durant is the only one of these guys that got hurt that is in his athletic prime and he's also a guy Ippy, you brought it up in our group chat with our friends that he's a shooter too yeah he look don't get me wrong kevin durant is a very explosive player but he doesn't rely on his explosiveness as some other superstars in the league so the idea is that he's a lethal shooter at six foot ten he shoots over guys um so you know even if his explosiveness takes a hit a bit, it won't be as you know as big of a deal. I guess is my. He'll opinion. go from the the second best player in the NBA to top five. And all of these guys, man, like, look, I, I really liked Wes Matthews when he was on the Blazers, but when he tore his Achilles, he was not an All NBA talent, right? And he came back, and now he's like a role player and he's serviceable. Durant is. Shit, two weeks ago we were saying he was a well a month ago when he was healthy, we're like, yo, he's the best player in the league. Right? He's the best player in the world. I don't think much changes, man. This guy's gonna have mad time to recover. And also for a guy like Durant, who's kind of you know, I hate to use the term skinny. I like to use the term wiry. Maybe eighteen months of working out ain't necessarily the worst thing in the world. Imagine no, he I- pulls a Chappelle and just comes back just jacked as fuck. <laughs> No, but Impy, I also think you're right because we were talking with Eric and Eric's like, yo, Boogie came back and he's not really the same. It's like, yeah, but Boogie, his whole career is carrying extra weight that Durant doesn't carry. Boogie was never in shape. You never looked at Boogie and was like, yo, you know who has a dope body? Boogie Cousins. <laughs> right? And like Durant, he doesn't carry that extra weight. And I think that that's, that's really significant with this injury, man. And Yo, it's also this isn't 1992, guys. This is this is gonna be he's gonna be 32 years old. His birthday's in September. He'll be 32 years old in 2020 when he'll be probably realistically back to play. I would, I would, I wouldn't honestly, bro. The Knicks have given worse fucking contracts. Yes, <laughs> they more injured players. They pissed away more money on dumb contracts to injured players to guys that were had a one playoff run and uh, you know here's a max jerome james and here's two first round picks for eddie curry it's like i can live with another bad contract for the thought of having kevin durant on my team facts facts that i mean giving him his money will pay off just in jersey sales every person in, in mass square garden will be wearing number 35 even the year that he sits out yeah it's it's a no brainer. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let's let's also talk about Game Five because Tim, you you immediately you went to Twitter and you're like, yo, fucking Nick Nurse for all you know. Everyone's been singing his praises. We have as well on the show. But man, Tim, it's hard to disagree with you, man, on that take about that timeout being costly. Not not only could it be was it costly for the game. I don't think there's any debate that that timeout cost him the game. Right. 
You just went up eight points. Kawhi Leonard got a defensive rebound and is making a move, and you call timeout with the crowd going crazy. You completely switch momentum there, and it's the move of an inexperienced coach. Remember, this is his first year in the NBA, right? And so he kind of so chose first year as a head coach. He's been yes, a, yes first year head coach, coach of the year. He's a he's a well established head coach. He was a coach. He was a head coach in the G League. He won G League Coach of the Year. Um, he was an assistant coach under Dwayne Casey last Amp, year. Amp, come on, man. Like this yeah, is the NBA yeah. finals. No, but, I feel no, you, no, no, but, no, but I, I'm with Tim on this him. one. Tim tried to just play him like he's been an assistant coach his entire career. He was he's been a head coach. It maybe not at this level, but he's been a head coach before. It's Listen. a different story if it's a different story if you've been an assistant coach your whole life, or if you've never even been a head coach, like a Jason Kidd, right? Jason Kidd went from the from the court to the to being a head coach, that's not the, that's not the scenario. He's All right. been a coach okay. for a while. Okay, you, I hear he's you swung a coach. Me, you swung me a bit, but I'm still like eighty twenty on on Tim. That's I mean, fine. I, I just you, you tried to I you, I had to slow you down a second. Look, look, I've had sex with girls before, which means I know what I'm doing. But I but if I got in bed with Jennifer Lopez, I would shit myself. Hey, I wouldn't listen, know what to do. Uh, I I I there's levels I here. There's levels here. Yeah, there's levels to this shit. There is levels. Yeah, J Lo, great girl. But continue <laughs> the timeout. What went through your mind when you saw that timeout, man? I mean, the entire. I was watching you with a, a bunch of dudes, um, and every single dude had the exact same reaction. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And and you know, it, there is one logic behind it. it. You know, the more I thought about it, if they were to make a shot in that scenario, game would have been over. So maybe Nick Nurse wanted to run his best play at that time, mm-hmm. trying to end the game before that game uh, needed to end, but. I mean, if you think about if you think about the, the momentum, this is a 9-0 run by Golden State. Two threes from Klay Thompson, one three from Steph Curry. So your best players, right? If this, if that momentum all of a sudden switches, and now Golden State rides the momentum of a comeback victory to a home victory at Oracle Arena with their crowd going nuts, all of a sudden you got yourself a game seven. Oh. When there shouldn't have been a game seven in the first place. The one thing about the timeout that's interesting too is if you if you look if you watch Kawhi over the course of the game, he didn't have a great game. Mm-hmm. No, he was struggling the first half he especially. Was, he shot like thirty. He finished the game at thirty seven percent, but for I'd say for a good majority of the game, he was probably shooting somewhere from twenty to twenty five percent from the field. So now your best players getting going, and then I agree with you, Tim. It's like it's like terrible timing. Yeah, another that, yeah exactly another thing. I didn't yeah. even think about but the I, fact that it was Kawhi Leonard heating up too. And I know we're going to talk about the rest of the series a little bit later, but I just want to let you know we might as well skip Game Six and just go straight to Game Seven because with all of this momentum and all of these and all of the kind of emotion for KD, I can't see them losing at home. Mm. Yeah, Yo, you bring up a, a good point about um, Stephen Clay, man, and you know they hit three straight threes to take the lead, and that's just like, yo, how many? Big fucking games have them two had on the road, too. On the road, yeah. yo. Look at the history of the Splash Brothers on the road. Big it, ass it, Congo swinging imprint on the concrete, Tim. You know, you know what's funny, Nick? It's it's funny because when KD got injured last night, it's I feel like they were talking about the Splash Bros. Like, it's like the Splash Bros were a big thing before KD got there, right? Yeah. Like, it was mentioned a lot, like that that term, the Splash Brothers, like that was a thing. And I feel like once Cl- once Durant got there, the Splash Brothers kind of like I don't want to say they died, but the term wasn't as used as much as you know wasn't used as much anymore. Yeah. And then, and then last night, the Splash Brothers go off. I think twelve threes combined. Um, you know, I think I think Clay hit seven and Steph hit five. Um, but you know, they got something left. 
I don't know. And you were talking about game six being over. And if you look at game five, if you want it, I mean, I'm sure everyone who watched that game, watched that game from tip to tip. It's the NBA finals. But, yo, no one shot on the team besides them. Um, because they, because the Warriors. They had to, bro. That was the recipe for success for them. When you watch the Warriors on offense, they need the space. When you have Durant on the court, even if he's not even shooting, the court is spaced so much more so the guys can slash, and obviously they can shoot great. But when you don't have Durant on the court, it's it's the the, the paint is clogged. You have Iguodala on the court. He's there for offense. Uh, he's there for defense, but he doesn't really bring you that much on offense. And so that's Sorry, he's been scared to shoot. It's, no, it's been yeah. kind of crazy the last couple of games. Where is Andre Iguodala? And I think that's something that's been underrated, too, about these Warriors. You're talking about Sean Livingston. You're talking about Andre Iguodala. These are guys who have given you great minutes in the playoffs in the past. But both of these guys now are old. Yeah. And they look every bit as old as they as they are. And then and then you hear Mark Jackson and, and Jeff Van Gundy say, yeah, you, you know, you have to consider taking. I think Golden State was down. Uh, no, they weren't down. I don't remember what the score was. But Jeff Van Gundy and 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 Mark Jackson's are like, yeah, you, you should consider taking Iguodala out here for Quinn Cook to get some offense. And I was just like, damn, is that really what it's come to at this point? Right? Yeah. That's exactly what that's exactly what I was thinking at that time. Like, damn, Quinn Cook is the guy to go off the bench. Cause when when he said that Van Gundy, he was like, you know, they gotta get away from this lineup. They gotta take Iguodala out and go to someone off the bench for offense. And then he kind of went. You could tell you kind of went down the options. He's like, uh, they don't Quinn have Cook. no one, right? Yeah. It, it, it's 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 well, at that point. And what you give up for Durant is that depth. Yes, that's exactly it. That's why you can't. That's why I hate seeing on Twitter people are like, well, you know, they they don't have any depth. It's like, yeah, no shit. They pay four guys $100 million. What do you, they're going to have to get away with Quinn Cook and Jordan Bell and get these like second and first round, late first round Ooh. picks and hope that they're going to be something. And like Jarepko. Looney's a warrior, though. I'll tell you. Looney, yeah, hats off to Looney, Looney for that. Looney is yeah. a warrior, man. The guy has an injured chest. He's still playing. He's still giving him valuable minutes. One of the few guys with a positive plus minus for this team last night. I, I said it before when the show started. Clay Thompson minus six plus minus Steph Curry minus two plus minus um, uh, Draymond Green minus two plus minus Kevin Looney plus four plus minus uh, Iguodala plus three Durant plus six. So um, I agree with you that the, that the Quinn Cooks of the world and the Looney's aren't the greatest. Um, but when you kind of have a guy like Durant on the court, then you know th- their status is a little bit elevated. When you have them playing 30 minutes, it's not the same as ha- them playing 15 to 18 minutes. Yeah. The the biggest concern that I have for, for the Warriors, man, is that, look, Splash Brothers combined for 57 points. And it's like, if them two don't go, they, they've basically become the Portland backcourt, fellas. They need to go for 65 or they don't have a chance to win. Where Toronto has a more balanced scoring they, you know, they get double digits from two guys off the bench in Ibaka and Van Vliet. Hey, Nick Nurse, oh, yeah. here's you can, hey. get, you can get 15 from six, seven guys on that team. Yeah. Hey, Nick Nurse, uh, I'm just a dude that does podcasts and I flip eggs for a living. Here's some advice. Get fucking Norman Powell off the court. Don't play this guy. This guy comes yeah. in and fucks up everything. Go with seven deep, D'Antoni, right? Run your starters, Siakam, Leonard, Gasol, Lowry, Danny Green. Ibaka and Van Vliet, little Freddie getting after it. 
my guy Fred. Yo, didn't it feel like he hit like 27 big shots yesterday? He only made three threes. Yeah. I was watching that game. I'm like, yo, Fred Van Bleet's probably going to break Clay's game six record of like 11 threes. But he only had three. But it just seems like that guy, he's just big spots. And like, yo, Norman Powell comes in. Step off. It's, you can't get cute no more, yo. That's it. McCaw, sorry. Just stay on the bench. Way far off the bench. Go with those seven guys because you get more balance, yo. You could get 100 points out of seven guys. Right? I don't think you get that from five guys. You can barely get 80 points from five guys on uh, on Golden State right now. What scares what scares me? I mean, I, I'm 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 chalking this up to go seven either way. But what scares me is Danny Green shoots 28 percent from the field. Kawhi shoots 37 percent from the field, and that's after he had a hot kind of a fourth quarter. So we I mentioned it before. He didn't shoot the game the ball well early on. Um, so you know th- these guys didn't have the greatest games, and so. You know, I'm worried to see if Kawhi has even a, even a solid game. Um, who knows? And then the re and then the refs. What I love about the NBA is is the refs will kind of go back and watch. Supposedly, uh, Gasol got fouled and he was supposed to shoot two free throws and they never called it. Um, so you know that could have swung the game. And then I thought the the Boogie Cousins play at the end of the game. I didn't think that was basket interference. Yo, Boogie, Boogie could have had an all-time uh, rough, like, three straight possessions. Basket interference. Got called on a... Yo, the moving screen was oh, kind of crazy. The moving screen was bad, but so was the backcourt. Yeah, and I feel like the moving screen there, it, it's it, isn't it sort of like pass interference on a Hail Mary? Like, you, that shit happens all... You can't call that there, man. Under a minute. I feel like that was a bad call. And then also there was the bad call on the, on the Draymond foul... Where the ref had the bad angle, he was looking at it from behind. I think it was on Kyle Lowry or Van Vliet. I don't remember who it was. He didn't foul him at all. But because of the bad angle, the ref called two free throws. And then another thing to consider, sorry that I'm rambling, but is Draymond Green got six techs. Mm. If he gets one more tech, he's out game seven. Yo, he's got to watch his ass. I he's know. He's got to watch his ass. Ball says he's selfish. I agree. He's a great team player, but at the same time, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a touch of selfishness there that you can't control your emotions. We still need to preview the rest of this series. So, Tim, any last thoughts on Game 5, man? We'll, we'll all give one last thought on Game 5. Tim, you can lead us off. My prevailing thought is that if you are the Raptors, you have to keep the same energy that you've been keeping on these wins that you got on this loss. Like You saw them after they won Game 5. They walked off the court and not a single smile was had. Yeah, and, and Oracle. I, they, they really, they've really taken Kawhi Leonard's whole personality facts and they they need to continue to do that because um if they let this momentum swing to golden state you don't let a defending champion whether they're missing their best player or not you do not let a defending champion especially with steph curry on the team let you don't let them back you don't let them think that they're winning you don't let them gain their confidence right they were 20 for 42 from three if you allow them to hit 23s again you're going to lose again uh, the the raptors need to Forget this game ever happened. Go into Oracle. Remember the two games they won, and win that the way they the way that they have been winning by moving the ball, by featuring Kawhi Leonard, by uh, shutting down as best they can everyone that's not uh, Steph Curry. They, they kind of let Steph Curry get his and shutting down the rest of the guys. So keep that in mind. Remember what you've been doing for the whole series, and don't let the don't let the the momentum swing because if you do, it's over, dog. It's going seven, man. My my takeaway is, I thought this game was a must win for Toronto. Um, uh, sorry, for, yeah, for Toronto because 
Game six is at home is is it's it's a, it's a guaranteed victory for Golden State. I know it sounds crazy, but it's the truth. And so anything could happen in the game seven, and that's why I thought this game five was super important for Toronto to kind of close it out on their home court. And 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 it wasn't necessarily the case. So we'll see, man. I'm I'm already I'm ready for Father's Day Sunday game seven NBA Finals, man. Man, you know uh, I think I think we should uh, you know we'll get right into game six, but real quick, um, Patreon.com slash veterans minimum to support the show at veterans minimum on twitter and on instagram go and check all that stuff out a lot of fun stuff going on there uh i want to get right into game six because imp you know we don't we usually keep the betting for the betting podcast that us two do um tim you know i i think uh your wedding is coming up right uh i know i know you got a lot of things to pay for (laughs) <laughs> I think a good financial investment would be the the Warriors in Game Six because you're looking at them dropping three straight games in the same series at home, which the original Warriors dynasty was built on that home field college atmosphere at Oracle, especially that momentum absolutely stealing. Dude, they were ready to wheel the trophy out. They were ready to bring the trophy out with two minutes left. That is a terrible, terrible loss for the Raptors. I think it's going seven. Look, I called Raptors in seven, right? I I can't see Imp. I'm with you. It's your classic bar that I always make fun of you with, but like I can't see them losing three straight games at Oracle, man. I just can't. Yeah, not happening. In the last game, I feel like I've mentioned this before. I don't even know if it's true or not. Last game in, in the Oracle in Oracle Arena. I think they're they're moving to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So you have that also, but I, I think Alamina, just, Alamina, it's, it's in between San Francisco and, and Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Tim, what do you, what do you think about Game Six, man? Do you do you feel the same way we do, where we could just like Father's Day is going to be an absolute bar fight and a barbecue? I mean, I, I think that you could look at it that way, uh, but you could also look at it where you know the Warriors hit twenty threes, they uh, held Kawhi Leonard down for most of the game. Uh, and no one else besides Kawhi Leonard had a great game, and yet they only won by one. And you look at Boogie. Boogie is a, just a complete liability on the defensive end right now. Marcus Holt toasted him on the offensive end. And then, so, I mean, although I do think that the Warriors are a good pick here, um, I don't think it's out of the out of the realm of possibilities at all that the Raptors go to – Go to Golden State and win the championship in Golden State. Well, there's a chance. No, I, I hear you. I hear. You. I just feel like just like fuck. I, I just I can't see it happening because it just doesn't. It doesn't um like the analytics behind it or, or or like the NBA logic doesn't make sense. Like yo, you're dead ass gonna lose all your fucking games at home. It's just it's just crazy to me. It just doesn't make sense. Wow. Okay. Uh-oh. No, that that's a great way to think about it. Oh. Oh, I just, every, I'm going to lose every game at home. Bro, every game at home, son. Some of these seats, Tim, is like 100K for a seat courtside. Like, I think they're going to be fired up for that, man. I, I just, I, I can't, I, I find it hard to believe. I think that, yo, honestly, man, I might have to look into like the alternative spread. I think it's going to be a fucking blowout. I've dropped too many F-bombs. I'm way too fired up. This is, this is, uh, this is uncalled for on my part. <laughs> but, yo, I do think, I do think that they're going to run them out the building, man. And sorry, Raptors fans. I know, yo, you guys know how much I've slandered Kyle Lowry on this show. Ippy, what would happen to me if you would have hit that shot yesterday? I mean, you would have kind of, you know, you would have took your L on the cheek without a doubt, I think. But that's another guy that needs to kind of play better too, man. 
Yeah. I mean, he, that was that rain dance that he did at the last shot. I was surprised Van Vliet uh, passed on that shot. He had to step on on uh, Livingston, and I was surprised that he didn't go in and, and take a shot because you know he's been clutch as fuck, and he, he passed it off to Lowry, who put up maybe the worst shot in NBA history. It, it was tipped, sure. It got tipped, a lot of people, man. It got tipped. I mean, a lot, I mean, sure, it got tipped, but he then he got blocked, so which is just equally unclutch. I take that back. Yeah. Lowry been playing bad. I take it back. Take yeah. It back. He yo, he moved he used the same move on Boogie Cousins like five times last game where he just He's drove tight. the lane, hard tight. stop, turned around, and hit a floater. And he did it like five times. Yeah, I mean that's what you have to do. You have to utilize your smaller frame to do against bigger guys, without a doubt. You gotta use your leverage. You would think Boogie would would catch on eventually. Yeah. I mean, you need Clay, I think Clay's the X factor in the next game because he's gonna have to Guard Kawhi. Hopefully they'll switch off with Iguodala, of course. But when you when they put Clay on Kawhi at the end of the game, he was locking him up a bit, and then he was also hitting some big shots. So the 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 Clay dynamic, he's the X factor in my opinion, without a doubt. You need a big game from Clay on the offensive side, and then you need him to play good defense on Kawhi Leonard. It's gonna be tough, but I think he could do it. Yo, so I put up a poll on VM yesterday. Who's Saw more? That. Who's more valuable to the Warriors, Tim? Because we had we had all of Game Five was a discussion about Clay and Draymond. Who who's the more valuable piece to the Warriors? Nick, I love you. You know that. That's one of the worst worst polls you've ever put up in your entire life. Well, what's it's, the it's answer? Clay, it's Clay Thompson. Okay, good. And shout out to the eighty five percent of people that picked Clay Thompson over Draymond Green. I cannot believe what I was hearing. I was like, guys, look, yo. It's it's the Splash Brothers is the main piece. Imp, didn't we talk about this a couple of like early stages of VMNBA when we first went into this format? We're like, yo, if you if someone's gonna walk, you need to keep the Splash Brothers. That's the legacy. That's the that's the history of this era of the Golden State Warriors. It's it's been the Splash Brothers. And as great as Draymond has been for them, dude, it's them too. When I think Golden State Warriors, I'm gonna think Splash Brothers. Yeah, no, they are they are the kind of they are they are the what started the dynasty. Draymond's very underrated too, though, because not only is he great on defense, he's a really great playmaker. How how often are the times do you see Draymond being the one that brings the ball up, and then you have Steph playing off ball? Having a, a, a front court player that can be a facil- facilitator is super valuable when you have an all time the best shooter of all time on your team. Um, so that's no there's no kind of no discredit to to Draymond in any way, shape, or form. But Clay is probably going to go down as one of the best shooters of all time as well, and probably one of the best two-way players too as well. So it's 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 tough. Don't get me wrong; it's not as easy of a of a debate, you know, as one may think. But um, I would definitely take Clay. I'm on the record as saying if I was a NBA team, that's not like the the Knicks who need a superstar and another superstar. If I had at least something to build on, my number one prospect. Is e- I mean, my number one target in free agency is easily Clay Thompson. Yeah, easily. you've been you've been pro Clay for a while now. Yeah. He don't need the ball in his hands. He does a lot without the ball. He plays. You know, we mentioned he plays the great defense. And look, every time he's in the post, by the way, you watch what Toronto's doing on defense. Every time Clay gets the ball in the post, they double team him because they know how dangerous he is. When he has a small defender on him, he can shoot the lights out. So, you know, just something to keep your eye on. All right, so are we all are we all going with uh, this is going to be a seven game series? I think I said Golden State in seven. I mean, it has to be in seven if you're picking Golden State. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying. I I think I mentioned that at the beginning of the 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 series. Tim, what do you think? You think Father's Day is going to be a showdown? Um, 
I, I yeah, I hope so. That game that game was fantastic. I, I'm I'm here for it, yo. Like I'm super here for this series. This is a phenomenal series. Okay, so I, I have a question now. Game seven, how much how tense do you think that crowd's gonna be in Toronto? That whole country is gonna be shook. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be interesting if, if they bring it back to Toronto. Um, they're gonna be nervous man. as hell, man. I'm, yo, they're gonna be very nervous because look, you talk about the timeout. They had the six point lead with two minutes left. They let that slip. I came on last week's podcast and I talked about yo them losing game two. If they lose this series, that's the game that you're gonna circle as being a game that should have won them the championship. Uh, I'm not gonna back off that stand. So, imp. Any any final thoughts here as we wrap up? Uh, as we wrap up. No, I mean, uh, nope. Let's. I'm looking forward to Father's Day because, like I said, this is going seven. Tim, uh, I think it's going to go seven. I think it'll go seven, but I will not be surprised if Toronto closes it out in the Oracle. Interesting. I would be shocked. It's a three point line imp. Uh, you know, we got we got another full day tomorrow, and we got all day Thursday, fam. If you want to take a drive out to the book, you let me know. I won't say no, because uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you that it's gonna go seven, man. Yeah. I I made a I made a fan financial investment on the Raptors prior to Game Three. The series ends in in five, so yesterday sucked for me pockets wise. Uh, it would have set us up a little nicer for the summer. Maybe Tim would have got an extra little uh, bonus, maybe an extra little twenty in that envelope for his wedding, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing, uh, really quickly, um, big fan of uh, of Rashad Phillips. I, I'm I'm gonna get him on the podcast one of these days. That's the guy that Kobe Bryant said is the greatest uh, uh, college player to never get drafted. Um, he went to the University of Detroit Mercy. He was on Kyle Cowherd earlier today. Uh, and he said that the one guy that benefits from this the most is Clay Thompson because now you're really seeing the value of a guy like him uh, when you know Kevin Durant's off the court. So, um, kind of reassure, re- you know, reaffirming everything, re- re- uh, reaffirming everything that we've just mentioned. But um, you know, these guys are going to earn their paychecks over this in this offseason right now with Durant not playing. Yeah, man. It's uh, yeah. Let's see. There's the, the the Warriors have had their backs against the wall many, many times. Um, you know, and it, it's, it's 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 interesting. It's only people. right that they come back from three one because they lost three one, right? It's only fitting. Yo, I, I've been flip flopping with this, and I feel like this is a good talking point to end on. Yo, don't you think that 2015 they shouldn't have won the finals? 2016 they should have won the finals. I know it's going back a little bit, like with the injuries with the Cavs and then being up three one. I feel like those titles flip flopped. So I, I find that I find that pretty intriguing. You talking about them now coming back from three one is only fitting. Eh, I just feel like they took they took the brunt of all of the jokes for quite some time. Yeah, Toward I Toronto. I hear what you're saying though. Like you think that that war, you think that Cavs team was better than the Warriors team at the time. And yes. Then the, and yes, and then the year after was, you know, the seventy-three win team. You know, that's the best team of all time, really. They they're the Patriots, basically. You know, they they set a single season that no one's ever seen, and they just they were the better team and they didn't win. Yeah, they ran into the greatest player of all time, LeBron James. Yo, you trying to show nipples, son? Why'd you look at how this kid just adjusted the camera? What is this? 
No, my bad. I was moving the laptop. Yo, yeah, I'm, 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 this I'm now, here dog. for the, I'm here for your nips, Dippy. I'm here, for the, I'm here for the imp nips. <laughs> I didn't mean to show nip if I did. My bad. I was getting comfortable. All right, that, that's good. We were we were gonna do this. Uh, we were gonna do this segment now, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. This it's is a little too. We gotta do that next week for sure. Though. Yeah, we gotta do it when it dies out a little bit. We got a lot. We got a lot of fun stuff planned for you guys. But I yeah, want to answer that question though. I feel like uh, bring back that question. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely bring back that question. Um, yeah. All right. As far as I go, at the Lamp Show, Twitter and Instagram, at Veterans Minimum is the handle for the show. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening to the VM NBA show. Tim, where can they find you, brother, brother? At Tim Petrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Don't forget to check out the baseball episode that uh, Boss and I put out earlier today. Go check that out. Yay, yay. Nice. Imp? Uh, if you want to reach me, it's at IMPY718. You already know on Twitter and Instagram. Enjoy game six and beyond, ladies and gentlemen. We'll catch you and next enjoy time. Enjoy game seven and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.